0: Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo here welcoming you to another Fan Bros special delivery. Uh, I got flying around in my space pod here with uh, none other than uh, Kimsonian. What's up, internets? And so we've been flying around perusing uh, some Sunday night TV And, uh, of course, we're going to talk about, just like last week, um, Boardwalk Empire and The Walking Dead. Um, tonight, I guess up first, will be, uh, Boardwalk Empire, second to last episode, penultimate episode of the series. Um, it was titled Friendless Child, um... It's interesting because I feel like next week's episode is going to have a lot more action. And last week's episode had a lot more action. And Terrence Winter, uh, who is the showrunner on Boardwalk Empire, comes from The Sopranos. And, uh, I mean, he worked on the TV show. He wasn't in the actual crime family. But they always had the second to last episode... Be the one that was the you know the real clincher, and the final episode would be just cleanup. Um, Game of Thrones has continued that uh, for the most part, although I guess not this last season, but for the first three they did. And um, I don't know this this episode was really just setting everything up for the finale. Um, I know we had spoken in the past, and you didn't like a lot of the like real gangster tropes that they used. And uh, this one definitely seemed like it might have had more than almost any episode. Um, I mean, it opened up with this montage with the newspapers and stuff. And I loved it. I mean, I thought I, I like, I dig that stuff, but I remember sitting there actually thinking, yeah, Kim's is not going to be digging this. at all. And,
1: and as soon as I saw them flashing to actual mob photos from, right. The 30s, which you can find on the internet at any point. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering if they actually found photos that do pertain to the actual story they're telling. And I'm assuming they did. Um, so I'm sure as somebody who's like, you know, double checking all the photographic and historical references of the show. If they probably, you know, found those photos, it probably is exactly of that time period and about the story they're telling that said i was saying to myself as i was watching that this is not you know the most progressive um kind of storytelling for now and anyway it's just stuff i've seen before there's been a million mob stories filmed there's been a million ways mob stories have been filmed and um i do have to say of course. Every week, it's a great-looking show. Almost every episode could be its own movie. Um, I do prefer when there are novel characters, Dr. Narcisse. I do prefer when there's more characters of color. Um, This episode, I wasn't that mad because the, the gangster action actually kind of culminated not just in action, but in story. So there wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of bullets flying, not a lot of deaths, but still the, you know, Nucky's empire is falling apart and that's kind of interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. Nucky, Nucky's empire is, is gone at this point. Um, He's pretty much had to uh, give away whatever was left. His two closest uh, companions uh, were both shot by Charlie Luciano you know one in the throat one in the face um yeah things things are not things are not looking good for Nucky at this point it's uh just a matter of whether he can escape with his life and it is interesting to mention that you know this show does come from uh you know the showrunner and the guy who wrote and directed or wrote the pilot anyway um Scorsese directed the pilot but um it did come from The Sopranos, and the big question is, you know, is is Tony going to get caught, or is he going to die, or is he, you know, whatever? Which, you know, one, one can argue they certainly didn't answer. I feel like that that question, those questions, kind of apply to Nucky. I mean, at this point, his biggest victory is just going to be, you know, the show ending with him still being alive,
1: right? Which is also a historical kind of fact, right? So, right. So, in a way, it's it's not so. Um surprising if he does survive you know it would be interesting to see how they they close out the season this episode again did not have the heat or the passion or the to me the acrobatic storytelling that and the acting that was in last episode um last week's episode but you know the story continues and yeah two people did catch bad ones tonight and Again, Nucky's empire, like you said, is pretty much gone. Um, the flashbacks still bother me. Boardwalk empire this season is really, I don't know if it's, we're inside Nucky's head. So he's reflecting on his life and this kind of uh, super drama of him remembering how he was made and, and all these things coming back to haunt him. You know, some people love it. I Again, for me, it's a little drawn out. Although tonight had a a different focus, uh, a little, a little more information came out with his remembrance of, you know, Jillian as a kid and, um, and then how she ends up. So I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I, I go back and forth with the, uh, with the flashbacks. Sometimes they're a little too much on the nose. Sometimes I, I feel like I want to get back to the present, um, i uh i you know i i think that it's an interesting thing to do just in the in the final season to go back and uh and 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 show what came before and and to flesh out things that have been alluded to um but we didn't you know we we sort of knew vaguely certain facts um it it is an int- i mean it's a sort of weird choice given that it's not just the last season but a truncated season um you know i i feel like there was stuff in the in the opening montage and in the final montage that you know could have been three episodes you know i mean they sort of show you know the guys you know going and killing uh, maranzaro or maranzana or maranzara and and you know the feds are moving in on al capone and sort of all this stuff that given the pacing earlier in the season it is kind of surprising that they you know they threw through so much stuff in, in in like a montage you know um and so uh yeah i mean basically uh everything is uh is getting wrapped up and uh you know a lot of that is happening with people getting rubbed out but um i don't know i i did like this episode i have to admit to having just a general fascination with the uh, you know uh Meyer Lansky and Charlie Luciano and just sort of their role in American culture and American history and 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 sort of but, seeing but, them in the beginning like but this But do you need
1: do you need to see that dramatized in in fiction? I mean, you know, on A&E or AMC, I forget which A channel, they have, oh, these, sure, you know, but- gangster mob history. I mean, you that actually to me becomes a lot more exciting in a way because then you get to see kind of the facts when it's dramatized it, to me, it's not real because it's kind of all interpretation, right? I mean, I mean you it's know, definitely for the you story know, so to this to, to be told. So this, I don't know. I this, kind of disagree with this stuff. I, I'm I'm just kind of over with the with the gangster stuff. And I I you know I get it. I, I'm and Boardwalk Empire is much more than just a gangster show. So right. I you know and and over the course of its uh, seasons, it's covered so much. It's definitely the history of America from a you know particular perspective and then i think now i don't know it's just very interesting that now we're just landing on all these you know the mob is is basically in full force Right now, and so that's where we're we're gonna end this whole journey and Well, we're kinda... ending it
0: really at the birth of, of the modern mob. Right. I, I understand what you're saying, like in terms of oh, well, you can go on Wikipedia or you can watch one of those A and E things, but the A and E things leave you dry. I mean, you know, when you add in the you know, the both those actors are really good playing Charlie Luciano and Meyer Lansky and Are they you know though? I mean are like it, like I, don't I think know if so. They are. I mean, like, I, I, if I, I saw the 80 thing, I would, I wouldn't have seen Bugs, you know, Benny Siegel singing the song about his girlfriend's pussy, which I, you know, I definitely want to go on Spotify and find, you know, find a cop, you know, what the original whoever sang that song. Yeah, not, know. not
1: interested. Totally not right. interested. None of it. It just seemed like like basic 1930s thuggery. Uh, but I do want to plug a, a, some a really good gangster film um, about the Jewish mob called once upon a time in America. Yes. Yes. Uh, Of course. Classic Sergio Leone's masterpiece. And I guess because I've seen, you know, that film and I mean, it's so beautiful and shot in New York on location, not like the strain and, and totally in, in the spots where the things happened. And, uh, Um, And it's a great film about, uh, you know, Jewish mob in New York in the in the 30s coming up. So it's around the same time as Boardwalk Empire, actually. Um, But, uh, you know, I guess because I've seen I have so much more visual reference for it, you know, this kind of stuff, it doesn't really um, appeal to me.
0: No, I mean, I, I, have seen, you know, I really like Once Upon a Time in America, and I feel like those characters are basically like fictionalized versions of of these guys. I mean, specifically like of Meyer Lansky and Charlie Luciano, and you know, um, and and yeah, of course, Godfather too, all, all all of that, and and even you know, late, you know, the the first Godfather, but. I don't know. I I feel like you know it's you you you're seeing different different interpretations, different snippets. I mean, the Bugsy in this is very different than the Bugsy in the you know the movie with Warren Beatty, and I I don't know. I mean it's <laughs> I mean yeah
1: sure like again like now i need to watch another version of something i i don't know it's there's so much new stuff that's coming out that i don't know if this is very necessary and right. you know there's also a new generation of people being introduced to the genre and that you know maybe this is for them or maybe this is terrence winter's you know swan song to his love for for mob movies or mob stories i don't know i just feel like i've seen it so many times again though they did break new ground all the Dr. Narcisse stuff, uh, all the Chucky storyline—I mean, chalky storylines. The way they showed the black mob, I thought was actually quite novel, and um, you know, more in depth than uh, like hoods or whatever that one, that Bill Duke film was. With right. The, with, uh, Did you?
0: There the was one. Um, oh, you talking about? Is it hoodlum? Is that what hoodlum, it's called? Hoodlum. Hoodlum.
1: Hoodlum. Right. Is, is, is yeah. Hoodlum, about bumpy,
0: bumpy roads or bumpy. So Yeah, Johnson.
1: Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 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 we actually see him. I believe, or he's definitely referenced in that the Ridley Scott movie with uh, with Denzel Washington from right Vila. American Gangster. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So he's that framed. that makes that through line. Uh, right, right.
1: So um, I mean, you know, there's there's it's also how it's told. So anyway, I don't want to belabor the point, but sure, sure. No, yeah. I mean,
0: people are either watching Boardwalk Empire at this point or they're not. You know, <laughs> right. um, I I think it's you know it's worth checking out, and I actually think the. The last few seasons were actually a little better than the first two. Uh, it was something, uh, you know, I'm going to use lugubrious about the first two. It was just that 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 it, it 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 was able to get rid of when it got rid of Jimmy Darmody, and I actually liked that actor, but he just wasn't working on the show. Mm. I felt or something, right? Anyway, uh, also uh, so the and that episode was called "Friendless Child" in reference to you know perhaps Jillian and. You know, in the flashbacks and Nucky, uh, perhaps even uh, today, um, you know, as he as he is really alone. Uh, Walking Dead uh, showed us uh, strangers and uh, the first stranger that we meet is uh, played by Seth Gilliam. Who anyone who watched Oz or The Wire will remember he was uh Ellis Carver on, on The Wire and he was a uh a prison guard who goes crazy in uh in in Oz. Uh and he was also in Starship Troopers. But um, That's right,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very familiar and, face.
0: Yeah. And and so yeah, and he's you know, he's a dude. I think he's been on like every Law and Order, you know, he's in <laughs> right, that in that right. world of you know, um, but, he, you know, uh, he's definitely a, a good actor. And, you know, I liked the fact that they didn't even, you know, it was very clear that he was hiding something. Um, I felt like it was, you know, sort of pretty clear to me or that what I assumed was that he basically locked himself in his church and watched out the windows as all the all the town all of his flock basically got eaten, and he... so, uh,
1: so just to rewind uh the group is all back together yes uh, sorry. this is the first episode where um they're kind of venturing together, they've escaped terminus they're and they run into the first stranger, as you said, is this guy who's a preacher who's being attacked by walkers, and then they come and save him, he has a church, he brings them back to the church and thus crazy stuff ensues. Um, just a, a side note, this episode was actually written by Kirkman himself. And okay. So um, what was what I felt was interesting is that there's a certain kind of pacing to Kirkman's scripts that I don't know if it, if it's me or um, that they kind of reflect the way, and this makes sense, the way the, the pacing of the comics go. And I felt like this episode kind of played out like a comic book to me. Um, where uh, it's very much um, setups and kind of introducing new uh, conversations. And it definitely had to, there's a lot of loose ends that they have to wrap up. You know, the the new team has uh, people who have had shady pasts and stuff. And so we're going to, I guess, throughout this season, we're going to get to see these people and how they interact. Um, and then meeting this preacher was a good Uh, first step into giving them both some the whole troop some rest but also time to reconcile with each other so you have you know uh carol and uh rick having a heart to heart and you have i forget her name the one who was with the governor um and so her and glenn's girlfriend are now kind of bonding um so I feel like this kind of an episode. It reminds me much more of, a, of those moments in a comic book where these characters are really having moments together. I don't know. That was right. just my takeaway.
0: It's funny. I I actually feel like Lost did that really well in the early seasons. Um, I mean, then it sort of you know went off its went off its barrel. But like did that those like sort of reconciliation moments between characters. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I I haven't. I read the first twelve issues of the comic just because someone, uh, you know, loaned me the, <clears throat> the trade paperback, and then the show came on, so I've I, I haven't read much beyond that. Um, you know, I thought I thought it was definitely a well written episode. I wasn't expecting the people from Terminus to be after them. I did believe, you know, you remember in the last episode, Tyrese tells Carol that he killed the guy who tried to kill Judith. When, in fact, he had knocked him out, and right. we saw that guy in this episode. So that's clearly going to come back to uh, <clears throat> bite him on the ass. Um, it's,
1: it's much like uh, Gordon and Gotham who fake shot the penguin, right. and the penguin comes back. So
0: Right. And, uh, you know, Bob, uh, you know, he's getting eaten. I mean, he's watching people eat his leg.
1: So the great thing about this show is that in the last 30 seconds, there's always this great twist. So, I mean, 30 seconds, you know, two minutes or whatever. Right. You, you really have to watch the entire show to to get the full gist of it. Because a slow episode like this definitely turns itself on its head. And Bob, Bob waking up to his leg being gone and the guy talking to him and then eating his leg is, you know, classic Walking Dead. I thought that was like the best way to end a, a kind of a slow episode if you ask me
0: and they also said something up with uh, car- uh, Daryl sees the car that kidnapped Beth um, now you can say that that's a pretty big coincidence given that it seemed like it was like you know one in the morning and there aren't that many people on the road at this point in uh, in the world but we'll take you know we'll, we'll we'll let all that slide so they go they go after that car which means that it looks like, you know, our heroes are going to have a confrontation with, uh, you know, with the Terminus cannibals and they're missing, you know, two of their two of their strongest, uh, you know, and Bob is is obviously out of action. So um, they're going to be a little, you know, weaker, perhaps going up against the Terminus folks. But um, right. that also brings back the whole Beth thing. Um you know who knows what you know where that's gonna go, but um, you know that could be something that they solve in an episode, or that could last all season.
1: Well, it's the kind of thing where you set up the 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 kind of the trail of crumbs, and then um, you have the option to pursue it or not. You know, it's, right. it's one of those great kind of writing techniques where you can have the car, you know, you're dropping it in so the audience yes. is like, oh, there it goes. And then, right. you know, at some point either you follow it or you don't, and it's up to you to how you, how, you know, or the writers how to plot that out and make it exciting. Um, and I want to see if the, if the you know, we just got the group back together, and they even say in the show, you know, uh, you know two things. They say we're not going to break up again. Right. Glenn says, we're not going to split right. up again. And then uh, Daryl says to to Carol, um, you know, we get a chance to restart with each other. You know, it's right. like a restart button, which I think is really, you know, a great line. And uh, but who knows where where they're going to go? Maybe they'll get split up again. Right. And, you know, really, who knows what's going to happen?
0: And, and in these sequential, you know, episodic storytelling, which, you know, I've always been really into, that, that, that can also um, misfire. I think Chris Claremont is very famous, especially in, in the 80s during his X-Men run, um, you know, various points he would drop clues or make references to things and then not go back to them. You know, they also did that a lot in the Sopranos, and I think it was intentional in the Sopranos. And I don't know if Claremont—I mean, and I'm not—I mean, I definitely think Claremont's X-Men run is, you know, among the greatest things in superhero comic writing. But you know, one of the things he would do was he would make like, you know, start storylines occasionally or make references to things, and then it was like it didn't happen.
1: Right, and and so. Those are the but, kind of But but f- yeah yeah leaders. that
0: hasn't been the case with The Walking Dead.
1: No, I think they're pretty, you know, logical and linear about the stuff they drop. Yeah. And um, you know, it's 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 a good um, what do you call it, mystery, you know, they basically the cause and effect of it, they're going to drop a clue and you're going you just have to wait to see when they blow it up. But what's great about The Walking Dead is they always go back to this really simple thing of turning the episode on its head. And leaving you, you know, wanting to see what happens next week, you know. And so um, in earlier seasons, I really didn't appreciate the quiet time on the show. I just wanted to see them chop off zombie heads. But, um, you know, last season there was the Grove episode where they killed the two girls. And then this season, the season opener, I felt like we're so strong. I do feel like the show's in a whole new direction. And so that the quiet times are, you know, for me anyway, are just as important as the super action set pieces, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I certainly think the show is, is, you know, each season is better than the previous. I would argue that, you know, perhaps the quiet times in the other episodes didn't work as well also because... The, uh, there were the characters were whacker, basically, and that, mm. that the zombie world has given them an opportunity to sort of go through you know and get rid of people if they're not necessarily working or if they're gumming up the works or whatever um and I'm not saying everyone that got killed fell into that category, but I definitely you know when in the same way that when you look at the Avengers or the x men or whatever and you're like everyone has their favorite era or their favorite team. Like, the current lineup of everyone is among the strongest, like, dramatically and, like, who we care about. Um, you know, I thought when Bob, when Bob went off, I thought it suddenly he was going to reveal that he had been bitten at, underwater or something like that and hadn't told anyone, you know, right before he got kidnapped. And, you know, I, I cared because I care about, you know, him and Tyrese's sister whose name just suddenly escaped me. But,
1: Wait, but why do you think he was crying? Why do you think think
0: he was? I think it's he just had a, a, a strenuous, uh, you know, he almost died. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's also, is there anything about the fact that they were all drinking wine inside and he's a recovering alcoholic and he was outside? I mean, I don't think that's why he was crying. I think it's sort of like in Saving Private Ryan after the big beach scene, like one of the dudes just starts crying, like, you know. So you think just... it's
1: out of stress or something like that?
0: Yeah, the, I, I, but a legitimate, not I mean, like a legitimate PTSD thing. Like he definitely almost died, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I I, um, I, I
1: gotta say, I had a suspicion that he had given them up to somebody else because they were being oh, watched. And right, I right. Felt like, and and right. So we revealed that they were being watched for sure. Right. But for some reason, I felt like. He was being he was uh, I don't know, but he had like given them up to somebody or his old group had come back or something. So I don't know. Maybe I read way too much into it. But
0: I mean, also reading into I mean, my tension was heightened because they showed them being so lovey dovey. You know, in the beginning, you know right. they had they were playing this game, and then they were kissing, and Tyrese was looking beaming and looking on you know approvingly right and you're like, yo, in this world, like nobody's allowed to be that happy
1: right right totally totally and 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 yeah, it's one of those things where you're like what what am I gonna get hit with you know right. and Bob, he's playing that game with uh, his girl where he's like he finds the most positive thing in the most negative situation, right? He's really good at this game of being positive. And, you know, at the end of the day, he loses his leg. So I don't know how positive he could be. And did you see the size of the chunk of meat that the guy was eating? Yeah, I did.
0: It was like uh, like sirloin, like super T-bone. It was like a piece of steak, yeah. And I actually I figured something like because the the scene actually they it it opens, I think, with either with like there's a shot of meat sizzling in there and you're like, okay they're eating him. (laughs) Um, You know, yeah, that that was that. I mean, obviously, that was ill. And the fact I mean, I think there's got to be something really, really primally psychologically horrifying to watching other human beings eat you. Like eat mm. parts of your body, in a way that's like sort of worse than the than the parts of that statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I just think like like going back to you know early man and 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 just there's something inside of us in the same way that you know eating shit horrifies someone. Like watching people eat you has got to be really just a primal primal fucking horror. You know.
1: And that's why they put it on the show. Um, yes. I don't know I don't know how, how to even answer what you just said, but I, right. I, I guess I agree. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's terrible when you're watching somebody eat you and right. tell you how good you taste. That's a very right. terrible thing, I'm sure, yes.
0: And that dude is obviously smarmy and insane, and, you know, I'm definitely ready to see, you know... Michonne cut his head off or Rick stab him 45 times or something like that, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I want to see Rick go buck because he's back in leader mode, he's back right. in like serious Rick Ranger mode, so I hope, you know, he get, he can get some, he can bust some heads, you know, and and not just be the moral compass and right. you, you know, he can get that that gun back that he's always, you know.
0: Well, he was right. He said we got to go back and and kill them all and then they were like no so I mean kind of at this point if they had gone back and killed everybody or made sure like I have to say Carol should have you know she's usually so on point with stuff that she should have like double checked I don't know it just seems like you know they they were a little careless and have left this you know what's going to be the season's villain you know I mean I'm assuming this isn't going to get wrapped up right away right um but well you know again
1: i think she she's she's a little she's not settled i like the fact that she's not settled she's been through a lot but she's you know as long as they've kind of reconciled now everybody can really fall apart or keep it together you know that reset has been has been everybody's on the same level now so now we can move ahead um entertaining episode all you know all around for me I'm, I'm absolutely definitely messing with it um, and yeah great just great Sunday night television
0: yeah and uh, you know I'm not sure what what's what's gonna be happening when uh, after Boardwalk Empire ends but we've definitely got a I, I think a really great season of walking dead ahead of us just a quick shout out to the Nick which ended this week. It was on Cinemax, and every episode was directed by Steven Soderbergh. starred Clive Owen and Andre Holland. Um, Very highly recommended by me. Um, I think of all the new shows that came on this year, it's been better than anything other than True Detective. Um, And there's been a couple of of, uh, entertaining new shows that have come on, uh, to be sure. But uh, anyway, my point is, if uh, you get a chance, check out the Nick... Uh, about a hospital in lower uh lower Manhattan in 1900 but it's uh it's a lot more than that it's a lot more than that
1: And uh Gotham continues on I know there's a lot of shows that we don't cover uh right. Homeland and what have you Gotham is cooking for me I know some people are veering off on different sides I know Arrow and Flash and Agents of Shield although Agents of Shield I'm not too sure how that's doing um, but, um, I guess there's some Marvel fanboys that really dig it. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, you know, look forward to what this season is bringing.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, stick, stick with us and, uh, you know, there'll be more special deliveries and more regular episodes of Fambros. And, uh, you definitely want to go to fambros.com and see, all the well, not all, because we've even got more more to go, but some really, really great footage from Comic Con, um, interviews, uh, some co- uh, cosplay reels that uh, DJ Benhamin put together that are really dope, and uh, a lot of other stuff, regular uh, cool stuff on Fambros.com.
1: That's right. Thank you, Chico.
0: That's right. Well, thank you, Kimson. So we'll uh, we'll be back. Same bad channel. Same bad time.